another episode of sincerely me my name is khadija and i will be your host i know i've been mia for the past week or two sorry about that but if we're being really honest i've been feeling a little off i haven't been in the right headspace so i haven't been able to sit down and record anything i've been feeling pretty down and i'm not 100 sure why exactly like i'm trying to find one thing that i can put my finger on That I can say, okay, so this is bothering me, but I don't think there really is. I feel like just sometimes one thing happens and you flip a switch or like a bunch of little things build up and you feel just, you feel like shit <laughs> at the end of it. So we all have those days, you know, it's fine. Eventually we just have to let ourselves feel off, let ourselves show up in whatever mood we're in, you know, do our best to release ourselves from all of the negative emotions brewing inside of us. But most importantly, we need to learn to let go of the idea that we're not allowed to feel bad on Sundays. Um, I feel like most of us have trouble letting go of the guilt we feel when we close ourselves off for a few days or even a few weeks. We need to learn to let go of the guilt we feel when we take a day off work for our sanity, you know, because sometimes without that single day, you're just gonna blow up in someone's face at work. And, you know, we don't want to do that. So just stop feeling guilty for doing whatever you need to do to feel okay again. Before we get into our episode this week, I'd just like to state for the record that I'm going to be telling somewhat of a long personal story so i might be just talking in english because i'd like to be able to tell my story the way i know how to tell it the way i feel comfortable telling it so apologies for that in advance but without any further ado let's get into it okay so let me tell you guys a story ever since i was in school at the age of 15 i'd say I started noticing a pattern of unusual behavior in myself. And when I say unusual behavior, I mean strange thoughts, scary thoughts, scary tendencies, and quite the unusual reactions. I believed in my heart of hearts that I needed therapy, that I needed professional help, a diagnosis, something bold and underlined. I felt like I needed a clear-cut verdict but I was pretty young at the time it was societally frowned upon you'd be labeled insane it was very taboo it just wasn't something I could do at the time you know given my age and society and the people surrounding me and a lot of other things so we just all agreed that I had an attitude problem because As a matter of fact, I could do a full 180 from calm to furious in a matter of minutes. And I'm not even exaggerating. We all agreed that I was too sensitive because some things would happen and they would just send me like I would be sobbing uncontrollably out of the blue. Like it was just one thing happened and I'm gone. And believe me, I did everything I knew how to do from the age of 15 to the age of 26. 
I tried to control my emotions, if you will. I tried to talk myself down. I tried to apologize as often as I could. I started people-pleasing because I wanted to avoid any kind of conflict that would trigger me. I think at one point, I really didn't know myself anymore. I didn't know who I was anymore. Every behavior that got worse and worse over time felt like I was having an out-of-body experience like I was watching myself from the outside and there was this huge gap this massive disconnection my entire reality felt like a million piece jigsaw puzzle that I couldn't possibly put together on my own it was too overwhelming and I needed help By the time I was 26, I had hit whatever was six feet under rock bottom. And that's when I saw a therapist because if I had waited another day, not even another week, if I'd literally waited another day, I don't even want to say what I would have done to myself because remembering the way I felt at that particular time is maybe one of the hardest things I will ever do to myself you know I just don't want to go back there but I would just like to say that I saw a therapist at my lowest 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 point like I said whatever was six feet under rock bottom and this is me telling you not to wait until you're about to self-destruct to see a therapist Shortly after I started therapy, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And I know that sounds major. And let me tell you, um, for quite a while there, I felt like I was broken beyond repair. Like I was damaged goods, especially when I learned that borderline personality disorder is a condition that I developed over time and that it wasn't curable. Um, it wasn't the flu. Like I wouldn't take a pack of pills and everything would be as good as new this was something I had to live with and for some time that made me feel like I had lost myself somewhere so far down the road that it was impossible for me to be found and for a while my therapy sessions were just me staring through my therapist answering with one word answers to every question and mostly just shrugging Of course, at that point, I'd been put on certain medication and I had a journey with antidepressants too, but maybe we can talk about that later. But there was this one time that my therapist encouraged me to read about every trait of borderline personality disorder and about the disorder as a whole. And that is when I started making real progress. The fact that she told me to read about it kind of sparked my curiosity and I for the first time learned that while borderline personality wasn't treatable it wasn't curable it was very much manageable this was the single most defining moment of my therapy journey this is when I really started talking to my therapist and since I was having trouble sleeping anyways I spent every waking minute online reading anything and everything there is to know about borderline personality disorder 
and about people's experiences with it and about therapy approaches and about exercises to do and about literally anything and everything. I took everything I read with me to therapy and I spent most of my session just discussing with my therapist ways to implement the things that I thought would work for me and she would give me her opinion of course on what would work and what wouldn't and of course add a few things to my you know um, (laughs) online knowledge but whatever it is this is when she told me that I have a very good chance of bouncing back and quickly learning how to manage because I was speeding up my own therapy by reading and playing an active role in our sessions. When it hit me that I wasn't really broken beyond repair or anything, that I was just a little rough around the edges, I became hell-bent on proving to myself and everyone, but mostly myself, that I would be able to be fully in charge of my own mood and not let it rule me. And I say mood because borderline personality disorder is a mood disorder. Like like I said at the beginning of the episode, I was able to do a 180 in a matter of minutes. I'm still able to do that at some points when I'm at my lowest. I would be laughing one minute and literally sobbing the next. I would be very calm one minute and literally just an erupting volcano the next absolutely furious so this is something that's just in me it's built into me but it's something that I've learned to manage like I said because like we said while the condition isn't treatable it is absolutely manageable what I did at the time to play an active role in my own recovery was that I read a lot, I asked questions, I took notes, I took my medication, I went to my friend's mom, who's an amazing healer, so I took different approaches to my own recovery as well. I cut off anyone who would have had the slightest chance of setting me back, and that meant changing my phone number, deleting my social media accounts, Um, creating new ones and basically starting from scratch focusing on myself entirely I journaled I learned stuff about myself that I had suppressed Um, I learned to enjoy my alone time because for the longest time I wasn't able to just sit there on my own I needed to have people around me and being on my own was one of my biggest triggers Um, I also learned to practice mindfulness and I got myself an adult coloring book to just fill my time and, um, relieve a little bit of my stress. For quite some time, I lived in a relative state of silence. It was just me and my thoughts for the first time in forever, I think. And I wasn't afraid. I was actually there listening to my own mind and taking the time to understand what it meant to be feeling the things that I was feeling and what it meant to be thinking the things that I was thinking. 
Let me tell you a little bit about the symptoms of borderline personality disorder. And I'm not saying that everyone who experiences these symptoms has borderline personality disorder, but this has just been my experience and what I have found to be true for myself and through my own self-reflection, my own research, and my own therapy. So uh, one size does not fit all. So if you feel like this is... Um, relatable to you maybe um talk to a therapist but don't take my word for it anyways um people with borderline personality disorder have an intense fear maybe um very unrealistic fear of abandonment um if i feel like someone is going to leave me or if someone leaves me things will be um very ugly you know um i have a very deep sense of or a very deep fear of people abandoning me even if it's even if the fear or the situation is imagined sometimes it's just in my head and there is no actual risk of abandonment but if i feel it coming on i could just lose <laughs> my mind um that's one thing uh the second thing obviously is emotional instability because I have this um, black or white thinking um, and this is kind of um, similar to people with bipolar disorder where I just go from black to white. There are no gray areas like something is absolutely amazing or it's absolute shit. There's no middle ground like I can idolize someone one moment and the next I just hate that person and I understand now that that is um, a little um, extra, if you if you will, but it, it is what it is, you know. This is how I function, and um, <laughs> there's no shame in that because, okay, I feel a little awkward saying these things, but I, I'm not ashamed to, to be this kind of person, especially now that I know how to manage myself one way or another. People with borderline personality disorder, myself included, have a very distorted sense of self-perception. And that means we have thoughts about ourselves that are in our head, very true, but in reality, maybe not true at all. Uh, I'll give you guys an example. Like I've had, and I still have this to this day, but I try to manage it better. But for the longest time, I didn't know that they, this was just my perception of myself. I thought that this was the reality of things, that I was the most horrible person to ever exist on the planet, that I was undeserving of life in general, that I was just all around terrible. And maybe that's not true. Okay, it's not true. But... This is how I felt about myself. This is just one uh, of the examples of having a distorted self-perception or thinking of yourself in a very strange way. One, one of the things that happen to people with borderline personality disorder um, is uh, something called dissociation. And that is sort of like having an out-of-body experience, if you will. It's just like 
detaching from everything and anyone around you and just kind of living in a state of altered reality where when you snap out of it you don't remember most of it and um, you feel like that wasn't you that you were just watching a movie okay it sounds crazy but it really isn't as crazy as the description people with a borderline personality disorder are also known for their uh, impulsive behavior engaging in things Uh, that may have a risk on their lives, um, also engaging in self-harm, basically just trying to self-destruct and being completely unaware that they are doing this to themselves and also to the people around them, of course, because everyone around us is collateral damage. Anyways, I did get 1% better every day, but that doesn't mean that everything was magically solved. I stayed on my meds for over a year and took a few months to taper off because I needed to teach myself how to manage my emotions without any additional means of help. And that was my decision. I'm not saying that people should taper off their medication before they need to or that they should ever taper off their medication. And that is solely up to you and your therapist together. Um, I talked to my therapist about it. I told her that I didn't want to be on medication anymore because, to be completely honest, uh, being on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication, it helped me a lot to be able to calm myself down. And at first, I wasn't able to function because I was severely depressed. Um, So being on medication was helpful for me to be able to function. And by function, I mean eat and sleep and walk (laughs) and speak to people it was just like the basic functions of a human being um so the medication helped me with that and then over time it helped me um just realize a lot of things that I hadn't been able to see because I had such a huge amount of brain fog anyways um After I tapered off of my medication, um, it was a little bit difficult because, as you know, when you're on any kind of antidepressant, there are some withdrawal symptoms as there are some side effects when you start taking it. To me, it was worth it anyways. uh, I'm not forcing anyone to take medication if they don't need to or if they don't want to. I'm just saying that it's okay if you do because a lot of people still think that it's something to be ashamed of it's not um so some days are great (laughs) other days are battles I still find myself triggered and that's okay I still haven't been able to identify everything that triggers me and that's also okay the key that I found to playing an active role in our own recovery is to accept ourselves is to understand ourselves it's to learn to regulate our own emotions by cutting ourselves some slack when we need it we have to learn that letting ourselves feel our feelings as they are is okay and understanding that not every feeling is here to stay now let's talk a little about emotional regulation 
And emotional regulation needs a great deal of self-awareness. And that may be in the form of slowing down and naming the feeling. Like, for example, right now I am feeling sad. Just acknowledging the fact that you are sad gives you a way or an outlet to be able to regulate that emotion, to be able to understand what you need to do to make yourself happy again. Or right now I'm feeling angry, so take the time to calm yourself down. Right now I'm feeling anxious, so maybe I need to take a few minutes to do breathing exercises or whatever I need to do to make myself feel a little bit more calm. There are a lot of ways to self-regulate, do what works for you, but know that ultimately you have to learn to change the narrative. You have to learn to give yourself compassion. You have to learn to slow down and not immediately react to situations in the heat of the moment. I know it's hard, but it's not impossible. One of the things that I learned in therapy early on was that I needed to not be reactive because there are two sides to my brain, for example, and I think to everyone's brain that there is an emotional side and there is a rational side. And if you solely react based on your emotional side, you're probably just going to do things that you're going to regret. You're going to say things that you're going to regret. You're going to do impulsive things. You're going to do things that are rooted in emotions and are rooted in the heat of the moment. And if you are just rational, you're just going to be completely devoid of any kind of emotions. So what I learned in therapy was that I needed to take a day at least or whatever works for me, but a day or two is ideal to process whatever it is that I'm feeling and name the emotions and probably try my best to understand the underlying reasons of why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling because of what happened. Like someone got mad at me, for example, and I felt sad because that person yelled at me. I need to take a moment to process the situation that happened and why it made me feel the way I did before I react to it. Because if I react, and let me tell you, this was me for the longest time. If I react in the heat of the moment, I will definitely say things that I'm going to regret and I will definitely do things that I'm going to regret. And then I'm just going to have to end up making an apology tour because I didn't take the time to regulate my emotions. Emotional regulation is hard, but it's not impossible. I, for one, am so proud of myself for not lashing out at a senior coworker the other day, even though I would have had every right to defend myself. My old self would have lashed out, cried a fucking river, and perhaps quit the whole job. Um, of course, I'm not saying that I don't cry anymore because, of course, I need a good cry every now and then. I will cry about things that happen but in the heat of the moment I somehow was able to gather myself and not lash out not respond not cry but just extract myself from the situation and leave avoid the person altogether and give myself the right to defend myself if this ever happens again and give myself the mental space to prepare for a similar situation 
so that I will be able to respond in a respectful way that does not put me in any kind of fault, but also set boundaries and be able to defend myself and not feel like a complete pushover. But the bottom line is I extracted myself from the situation and I moved on. Was I upset? Of course I was upset. I was fucking pissed off. Did I rant about it the whole day? Fuck yes. I told my mom, my husband, um, my mentor, and a few of my friends even. And I babbled on for like two days about how I was so fucking pissed. And I also took the next day off because that is what my mental health needed. And I'm not sorry for tending to my own needs. But here's the thing. Day by day, we learn. We grow. We understand and we learn how to manage and we learn how to regulate our emotions. And we learn how to become more self-aware. And we learn how to do everything that we need to do to make ourselves feel better and to make ourselves become better. And the bottom line here is that we learn it's not easy but it's fucking amazing when you realize how far you've come and i think everyone should be able to take an active role in their own recovery because when you guys understand and realize that there is so much more you could be doing for yourself and there is so much more that you deserve to be doing for yourself and there is so much more that you can accomplish when you let yourself get the help you need whether it's through therapy through I mean therapy through a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a life coach if that's what you're more into or if it's with listening to podcasts that are highlighting your experience for example or if it's talking to friends or family or loved ones that have certain insights please do that for yourself because You deserve a better quality of life in a mental sense and in a physical sense because, like I always say, it's all very much connected at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah. I feel like that is all I have for today. And this was, in brief, my little story without getting into all of the gory details, but just so you have the slightest idea of what BPD is. And BPD is borderline personality disorder, and what um, a little bit of a little bit of my experience was like, and how I've come so far, and where I'm coming from to begin with. Uh, so yeah, thank you for listening. If you've listened this far, please leave a rating and review. It helps me so much. And um, share this with your friends and your family, your loved ones. Let me know what you think. Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I will leave the links to both pages in the show notes. Um, I, I'll also leave the email of the podcast if you want to send me anything. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's all for, uh, for this week. And uh, yeah, sincerely me. Sincerely me.